Hello and welcome to Ask Me Anything on the Infinite ML Pod. People reach out to me with all sorts of interesting questions, and this segment is dedicated to answering those. So if you have a question, please visit infinitemachinelearning.com to submit it. So let's dive in. Question number one. When it comes to experimentation in machine learning, does Python have an advantage over MATLAB? Python has really become the language of machine learning. I personally prefer Python because it's production ready. I like building products. I enjoy it. I like it when a machine learning product can solve a real problem. So if you use Python, you can build an application and deploy it without having to redo the work. Uh, All the cloud ecosystems uh, are very well equipped to handle Python applications. And uh, Python is lightweight compared to MATLAB, which matters a lot when you're deploying. And also, the Python community is huge, which means that you can get answers to your questions relatively easily. You get to access all the knowledge that has been collectively built, and uh, people are constantly building libraries and tools and applications in Python, so you don't have to reinvent the wheel for many underlying methods and functions that you end up using. Another advantage of Python is interoperability, which means that if you build an application in Python, it's going to play well with uh, other tools that are in production. So when you're working on a tool that's in production, different parts of the product can use different frameworks. Python uh, plays well with all the tools. So plugging in your tool into uh, the larger product becomes really easy. So that's my thought on uh, on Python versus MATLAB. I have used MATLAB a lot, you know, growing up in the early days, and uh, it's it's a good starting point. You get an idea of uh, how to experiment, but I think in in 2022, if you need to learn one language, uh, choose Python. It's pretty much um, the the winner of this market. All right, next question. I have many years of experience in database technology, and I'd like to switch to machine learning. What advice would you give me? If you have many years of experience in database technology, you kind of already have a leg up here. Being proficient in data wrangling is actually a great skill to have. So if you want to switch to machine learning, my recommendation is to get familiar with the basic machine learning concepts and uh, just start doing projects. Pick a domain that interests you, like uh, search engines, healthcare, image recognition, e-commerce, fintech, recommender systems. Just pick something that really interests you, right? It's almost, it should fascinate you. And once you do, Look for problems that seem interesting. Like, um, you know, if you're in healthcare, how do you identify patients who are at risk? Or how do you identify an illness based on images? 
or let's say you are in e-commerce, how do you identify buyers who are loyal, who will come back to buy more from you? So all these tools serve a purpose. Right? They solve a specific problem. So look for problems that seem interesting to you. Now, once you pick a domain and identify a problem that interests you, uh, you need uh, data sets right, to, to train your model. So there are a large number of open source data sets available. So you can use them to train your model. In fact, there are a large number of uh, open source models available, meaning these, these are trained models that you can use and you can tweak. So that's the, that's the next step here. And uh, the goal is to start from a real problem and build a tool that addresses that problem in a practical way. Remember, the goal is to build something that works, meaning you got to finish it, right? It has to work and uh, uh, somebody has to actually derive value from it. And once you finish, once you finish building this uh, application, I'd recommend you write a brief blog post, like 500 to 700 words, just explaining what you did. This will help strengthen your own understanding. And uh, as you continue to do this over time, you can develop uh, a good understanding of how uh, you can use machine learning to solve real-world problems. So that's my advice. Uh, it's, it's great that you already know databases. It's a fabulous thing to have in your arsenal when you're um, switching to machine learning because a lot of work in machine learning is uh, is just identifying data, preparing it, pre-processing it, storing it, retrieving it, representing it, extracting information from it. So if you know how to do that already, it's a, it's a fantastic place to be in. So... Um, that's my that's my advice. Uh, I hope um, your transition to machine learning goes goes well, and uh, uh, just reach out to me if uh, if you need additional support. All right. Question number three: What is the most difficult part of building a machine learning startup? And what's your advice if someone wants to do it? With regards to building a startup the most difficult part depends on the stage you're at it it changes depending on uh, what part of the journey you're on it can go from you know how do you approach potential customers to see if uh, your product needs to exist in the first place to fundraising for your startup right in the early days the traction is minimal. So how do you how do you go out and pitch your idea to to raise capital, which you can then use to build it out, scale it up? So there's that. And uh, after that, it, the the most difficult part could be you know, getting the first ten paying customers. Right? That's that's a very critical milestone. Right? Getting ten people who you don't know. And getting 10 friends, that's fine, but like 10 real customers who are paying you because 
your product is solving a problem yeah that's that's hard and uh, it can go from that to you know demonstrating product market fit meaning have you identified a market that needs your product and will pay for it right and from there it could go to recruiting your early teammates to fundraising again to scaling up your revenue function recruiting leaders who can build out you know, different functions like sales and marketing and product so there are many parts of the journey that can pop up when you're on it and uh, my advice you know, for someone who wants to do it would be to just get started right just start uh, the first step would be you know to if you have an idea right, just reach out to Uh, your first few potential users or customers and understand how they get their work done today because a product a good product what it does is it helps people get work done in a better faster way right so um once you understand the status quo meaning how are they doing that specific work today now your way of doing it should be 10x better than the status quo that's how you know that there's a real gap right that your machine learning product uh, needs to exist to serve that need so i think just getting comfortable with uh, reaching out to people talking to them understanding how they work and um, identifying a real gap that's where the the magic is so that's my advice is uh if you want to do it you should just do it right just get started and along the way you'll find that um many people in the ecosystem are are willing to help are willing to guide and uh you'll meet some really good people so um that's 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 my advice here all right next question question number 4 i just graduated from college at the master's degree and uh want to be in the ai domain what roles are available in this field okay there are many ways to look at it but i prefer to categorize um the roles based on the type of data that you'll end up working with because depending on the data you'll need to be familiar with uh a variety of techniques that uh, techniques and tools and algorithms that uh, you'll end up using now a lot of these are available in libraries so you don't need to build anything from scratch per se but knowing what to use in what situation is uh, is really important and the the range of techniques that you need to use for say text are are different from what you might use for you know images so there is some overlap but it's uh it's just a whole new set of techniques you should know so once you know how to build products that uh need to understand that specific type of data you can then choose a sector that interests you like fintech or healthcare so that's how i would look at it so um at a high level what types of data you know do we have here 
Now, if you're interested in numbers, just pure numerical data, then a data scientist role might be of interest. Um, a data scientist looks at, at data and uh, tries to see how we can solve the problem um, with that data. So numerical data in general, uh, data scientists deal a lot with that. Now, if you are interested in images or video, then um, computer vision engineer would be a, a good role because uh, a lot of the techniques that you use to analyze images uh, are, are obviously covered in, in the field of computer vision. So uh, this is a, a role for, for you if you are interested in visual data. Now, if you're interested in audio, then um, audio ML engineer is a, is a good career. And uh, a lot of great companies are employing audio in, in many different ways. You know, Spotify, for example, a great example of um, a company that uses you know, audio for its core business. And uh, let's say if you're interested in text, then um, NLP engineer would be a, a good role. NLP is natural language processing. And uh, a whole number of companies um, employ a natural language processing to build the products, Google being the most famous example. Uh, if you're interested in um, hardware, meaning, meaning deploying machine learning into hardware and, and then having the hardware do something, then robotics engineer is the is the track for you. And uh, you know companies like Boston Dynamics, you know, they keep building amazing robots that do fascinating things. So that's another track. Um, another you know within hardware, if you're more interested in um, building AI chipsets, then uh, companies like NVIDIA uh, are hiring for that role. It's it's a it's a very important field, especially as we enter you know, this 2020s decade where AI is going to be everywhere and we need hardware that can run complicated algorithms. And uh, if you're interested in more like operations and architecture, uh, then a data engineer would be a good uh, path. Especially this is, this is relevant where, you know, you are... You, you're dealing with a lot of data and uh, you want to make sure that um, it's it's ready to be processed and analyzed. And uh, many companies deal with large quantities of data. So uh, data engineering could be a good path here. Now, this is not you know, like, the, like a completely exhaustive list, but it does give you a fair sense of what roles are available. And on average, what depending on the data that interests you, you can pursue a career path, and then you can start from there, and then understand what companies are are hiring for that role. I hope uh, I hope that helps. All right, that's all we have for today. Thanks again for tuning in. You can visit infinitemachinelearning.com to subscribe to the podcast. I'll see you soon with another exciting episode.